0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, Len, good morning. Good
2: morning. How's everybody?
1: We're good. Good to talk to you. I appreciate you spending some time with us here because, I mean, for for you guys who are in Cubs media or Cubs broadcasts, like, today is crazy for you guys, Right.
2: Yeah, it is, and uh, that's the way we like it. Uh, You sit here in late October knowing that you're going to play for at least another week, and it's uncharted territory for the Cubs, who haven't been in this position in 71 years and uh, trying to win uh, that elusive World Series for the first time in 108 years. So. And then the Indians fans are just going, wait, what about us? We haven't won a World Series since 1948. So it's kind of the matchup I think a lot of people wanted to see when the playoffs started.
1: I feel like everyone outside of Ohio is pulling for the Cubs. But like you said, the Indian fan can easily look at it and say, well, why aren't you rooting for us? Like, why do you think that is that? Or, or maybe you don't even agree that everyone outside of Ohio is rooting for the Cubs.
2: Well, I think for the most part, if you're not a Cardinal fan, uh, you probably are kind of like into the Cubs because they, they seem to be the team people kind of want to see win. And uh, there were probably, uh, I guess, an estimated 300,000 people in the Wrigleyville neighborhood after uh, they clinched the pennant on Saturday night. I mean, it had the feel of a championship, not just a uh, kind of a semifinal win, so to speak, And that's how big a deal it is. But I think you can do that times 10 if the Cubs win the World Series. It's, uh, you know, WGN, the Superstation, Harry Carey, uh, the Cubs drought. uh, All of those things, I think, have really led uh, to them becoming America's team in a lot of ways in in Major League Baseball. And uh, it's all kind of come together here.
1: Can you explain? We got Len Casper, former television voice of the Marlins, obviously with the Cubs now for a while. Can you can you explain to us what the scene uh, inside Wrigley Saturday night was like?
2: It was pretty electric, and and the the interesting part about it was Adrian Gonzalez had some quotes after Game Five, uh, heading back to Chicago. He said, "It won't get any louder. Uh, they can't put any more people in that ballpark." And then he added, "It's not even a loud ballpark to begin with." And you know, I—I I don't know if he was tweaking Cub fans or not, but it, it was a lot louder for Game Six from the minute the first pitch happened uh, than it was previously in the series. And every time Kyle Hendricks got to two strikes, which, by the way, felt like every batter, uh, the entire crowd got on its feet. It—it uh, it was absolutely uh, scintillating. Any adjective you can come up with, it was. Pretty incredible, and it was a quick game. We've had a lot of three, forty-five, four, ten, nine-inning games. That game took two hours and thirty-six minutes because Kyle Hendricks just mowed them down, one, two, three, inning after inning. Uh, it was a pretty dazzling performance, and there wasn't a lot of drama. I think when a lot of people envisioned the Cubs finally uh, winning the pennant, it would be a roller coaster ride, suspenseful, all kinds of drama. There, there was very little drama Saturday night. It was one of the best games the Cubs have played all year long.
1: Certainly, they do after the celebration Saturday night. But do you think before Saturday night that these young guys, some of these players, really had an appreciation for what it means to Chicago?
2: I think in theory they did, and I think after they won, it really was able to sink in. Like, wow, this, this is bigger than, than I think anybody could possibly have imagined. Um, I'm guessing on Sunday uh, a lot of Cub fans headed to local cemeteries to, uh, you know, make sure that they told their loved ones, hey, we finally did it. Um, it, it, It's generational. There's no question about that. And, uh, yeah, I think it sinks in. But, you know, they are young enough to where, you know, 1969, 1945, even maybe 1998. Uh, 2003 may not mean a ton to it to a 24 year old kid but when you put that cubs uniform on uh, and you're here for even a year i think you do get a pretty good understanding of how important it is for all the cub fans in the world that this team win Then
3: well, i'm interested to find out where the best place is that you've called the game because i saw a spot about five rows up from the backstop yesterday going for 64 grand for a little bit of a group of tickets for these games
2: Aren't too many bad seats at Wrigley. You do have some posts that have some obstructed views, but you're right on top of the action no matter where you are. For me, uh, I, I love the upper deck. Now, you know, our broadcast position is right above home plate, uh, just you know above the the, the upper deck. Um, but you can you can see the neighborhood from up there. You get a great view of the field, and the the grade is a little uh, low downstairs. So, you know, you have some people maybe who get up in front of you and it's hard to see sometimes. That's why I think that front row, uh, just to the left or right of home plate is, is pretty killer. And then the bleachers, that that's an experience. I think every baseball fan, uh, should, should mark off the list. Uh, it gets a little insane out there as you can imagine. Uh, but it's a great view. You're right again on top of the field and uh, it's it's very festive out there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Is
3: there a hook up on the Bartman seat at all?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. I, I don't I don't know if that particular seat will cost more than any other. Um, you probably have such a weird
1: perspective about that, considering. I mean, you were you were obviously with the Marlins at the time.
2: Yeah, you know, and I I, I have gained, and I, and I think at the time I I also appreciated kind of the the whole deal and and. John Shambi and I have, have told the story many times, but you know we're in the Marlins radio booth and prior to the eighth inning of uh, game six with Mark Pryor on the mound, it's three, nothing Cubs. And, you know, Dave Van Horn and, and Boog and I kind of all gathered and we thought, well, it's been a great run and we're going to watch the Cubs win their first pennant since 45. We had kind of realized that it was the end of our run and I actually walked over to the Cubs radio booth to congratulate everybody and because because I knew it was gonna be crazy over there, and we just didn't want to bother them in the night and um and then, as you know, all heck broke loose uh and it was devastating. it was like it, it was like a funeral after that game, and Game seven felt the same way um so it's been a long time coming, and you know it was instructive for me. Who got the I got the Cubs job a couple years later to have been there in that moment, and uh, it's a moment not a lot of cub fans ever want to think about ever again and probably unfortunately can't forget, although I think this year is helping them for sure
1: well, yeah, and and with that said, like what what happens if the Cubs are to win the World Series? What happens with all the Bartman stuff?
2: I think it 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 kind of goes away, and hopefully for him, uh, it goes away forever. He has not once done an interview. It's amazing. Uh, He has a lawyer who basically is there to say no to everybody. Uh, I know he's been offered a lot of money to to show up at various events. He won't do it. I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, He was just a Cub fan who happened to be, I guess, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's too bad that that name is connected uh, to all this negativity. Um, But that will change, and it's a little like Bill Buckner in Boston. Uh, Once you win it, uh, a lot of those bad feelings go away as they should.
1: Well, hopefully that'll change. And like Zaz said, it feels like the country is rooting for the Cubs. But this is really the matchup that everyone wanted to see. I think baseball fans and non-baseball fans alike will be tuned into this World Series. So with all those eyes on it, do you get more nervous? What is your preparation like going into this?
2: Well, you know, we're not obviously televising locally, but I, I am doing a little radio, and I stay busy doing that, and um, I, I'm nervous just watching the games because I'm not on the air the whole time, and, and when you are locked in and doing the game, it kind of takes the nerves away because you're focused on your job, but uh, I end up pacing in the, in the radio booth because I'm, I'm more of a fan. Uh, these games have been pretty tight, and the Cubs have, have faced a little adversity. They haven't been in an elimination situation um but in the Giants series they were down possibly to go to game five and having to face johnny cueto and and possibly madison bum in relief in an elimination game in game five and then in the dodgers series they were down two games to one and had been shut out in back-to-back games uh before uh, rattling off three in a row to to win that series so as great a year as it's been, uh, this team ha- has shown s- some fight here in the postseason after basically blowing out everybody 103 times during the regular season. So it's been a good run. It's been fun. It's been dramatic at times. Uh, I expect the Indians to be a formidable opponent. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing from some people who claim the Cubs are just going to roll and sweep this team, but I, I don't see it. I, you know, The Indians have won seven out of eight in the American League playoffs. They pitch really well. Uh, so I, I think this, this series goes at least five or six.
3: Lynn, I'm interested in your perspective on Moises Salou and what happened with Bartman, obviously. You saw it from one side of the fence. You saw it from the Marlins' side. It was a joyous occasion. But you also saw the backlash and the reaction years later when you became part of the Cubs broadcast. How has it been, the perspective, has it varied in your point of view? Did you think Moises Salou was a little bit crazy for all of those ranting and ravings, and then basically when you became a Cubs guy, you might have had a different opinion?
2: Well, I, I, I think you have to give him a break for the actual moment it happened because guys are just the adrenaline. You cannot believe how intense it is uh, on the field uh, when those guys are in that moment. So I have no problem with his initial reaction. Uh, there were some quotes after the game uh, that he made that I'm sure he now regrets that to me put uh, Steve Bartman in a, in a terrible light. And, and and he did nothing wrong by the way if I didn't say that earlier make it very clear uh, all he did was what every fan does and that is a foul ball comes into your section and you look up and you probably reach for it there were a lot of other people who did he just happened to get his hands on it um, so you know it it didn't help what what Moise said in the aftermath and, and eventually I think he realized that that he needed to kind of Ah, uh, toned down their rhetoric a little bit, um, and I think most Cub fans now also understand that it wasn't his fault. But at the time, you know, it felt very dangerous in a lot of ways, and you know that the fact that he almost had to go into hiding to avoid the whole thing was was pretty scary in a lot of ways.
1: Finally, here, Len again, Len Casper, former Marlins voice, uh, now with the Chicago Cubs, of course. Uh, did you get to spend any time with my boy Eddie Vetter during the NLCS?
2: I did uh, after the Cubs won uh, the pennant. Uh, happened to to hang with him a little bit on the field near second base. I mean, he's, he's, the, the, he's
1: the real deal when it comes to – Oh, yeah.
2: To no, no, no. He, he, he watches every game. Uh, he, he's flown into Chicago for all the the home games in the playoffs. Uh, I think he might be coming to Cleveland. I'm not positive, but uh, it's the World Series, so I'm, I'm figuring he can find a ticket. He and Theo Epstein are, are very close, and uh, he, he's, a, he's a good friend because he just – He loves the Cubs, and he always wants to talk baseball, even when I want to talk music. (laughs) Great
1: job, Len. Appreciate you spending the time with us this morning. Thank you. All right, Zaz. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.